Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hi guys, how you doing? I hope you've had a really great week so far. Um, Today we're going to hit up the topic of Halloween. Um, I didn't do this last year, so I thought it would be good considering this week, I think, is Halloween. This Saturday night, I think. No, Sunday. Ooh, even better. I'd like to know what, you know, imagine if your guys' kids' churches fully did Halloween. That would be introvert interesting I should say what I was going to say at the same time was controversial because it turns out you guys are really divided on Halloween good luck to me unpacking this today Um, I'm going to err on the side maybe of not trying to give my opinion until the very end because I feel like there's no kind of like major right or wrong on this because you all had some really good um, thoughts around Halloween okay so let's unpack it um before I start on Halloween, do you guys remember when all of those color runs used to be in years ago? So people would run for whatever cause. I can't even remember like, you know, all the things people would do around it, but then everyone standing around would like throw the colored powder at them. Do you guys remember that? Probably maybe like, I don't know, five years ago, it was a really big fad. So anyway, I remember that particular year we decided that we would do that Um, for Youth Alive Conference as a part of one of our outdoor activities and the kids loved it and the photos were amazing. Um, But then someone on the team um, messaged us and said that, what were we doing? Color powder apparently was a tradition in Hindu culture, which I must say to this day, I've never actually really looked into. And we shouldn't be using things like that for a Christian event. Um, Now, at the time, I literally had no idea what the roots of color powder were. And I remember I probably kind of just ignored the text, to be honest, because I just thought, you know what? We can get so religious sometimes about stuff. Like, do I think we opened up ourselves to some demonic realm by using a color powder for fun? No, no, I don't. So I guess, though, there is a question here, though, that's very valid. Where's the line? Is there a line? Like, can we can we never engage in secular culture then? Can we engage in some things but not others? Like, what do we do? I mean, and then how far does this go? What about movies and music and festivals? Like, guys, honestly, growing up, um, we we went to the movies and that, but we were not allowed to dance in our church growing up. And it's funny because my kids now think that's hilarious. Not that my kids like dancing, but we weren't allowed to dance. We weren't allowed to have alcohol at weddings. Like we would have gotten into major trouble. And so things have changed a lot since then. So it's like, are we being religious to draw the line in the sand? Like where does Halloween sit in all of this? Um, so I remember Cameron always telling this story that when he was a young teenager, there was this trending brand called Lightning Bolt. Now, Cameron's mum would not let him buy anything or wear anything from that brand 
because she said that it represented the devil because, as we know, when God threw the devil out of heaven, it was with a lightning bolt. But guess what Cameron did? As soon as he was old enough and he was earning his own money, what did he do? Yes, he went and bought some t-shirts from Lightning Bolt. And you know, to this day, Cameron went through like, I don't know, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was the 90s, maybe early 2000s. It was really cool to have Lightning Bolts like on your t-shirts. And Cameron was just like attracted to these Lightning Bolt t-shirts. And we'd always laugh about how his mum just hated anything to do with a Lightning Bolt. Um... When I was a young teenager, you know, there was this real trend around throwing out all of our non-Christian CDs and music. So how far is too far? Like, do we engage in culture? Do we make a stand against culture? Do we look like religious nutters if we do? How far do we extend that line to? Um, So I guess the question is, uh, we can see it in two different ways. Like, We could look at, well, what's the motive of why we engage in culture? Or we could look at it from the point of view that there are just some cultural practices where we should never engage. Where does Halloween sit on this sliding scale? Now, like I said, you guys were more diverse and varied and at opposite ends of the spectrum. When I asked you on my podcast, on the Instagram, sorry, whether or not it's okay for um, particularly Christian people to engage in Halloween. You guys, oh my goodness, you've made me nervous. Um, Now on Friday, I am going to talk about what we did as a family. So you'll probably get to hear a little bit more of like my opinion there. But I don't necessarily think, by the way, that one person's opinion is completely right on this. That's why I just don't want to go banging on about what I think, because uh, because I can actually see merit in many different sides to this to this Halloween argument. I think there are some things we all agree on, um, but I think that a lot of the stuff around Halloween, there's merit every which way. Because a lot of you not only did the poll that I put out, but you actually messaged me your ideas and opinions. And you all had really great valid points, which is why I'm like, I don't think I'm particularly right on this. I think we have to come to our own conviction. So let's talk about it. So what I want to do today, I want to firstly ask you some questions to make you think. It might challenge your view or whatever your view is. But you know me, I always say, think, think, think. Um, The next thing I'm going to do is present the history and the background of the evolution of Halloween so we know where it's come from. And then we're going to finish up with discussing, is it okay for Christians to celebrate Halloween? And I'm going to give you some options on how you can think about it and deal with this and look at it, okay? So that's that's the plan for today. So let's start off with um, me asking you a question that I want you to kind of really think about. And it's this, do you ever celebrate other days that have pagan or secular roots? Think about that. And why is that okay? Let me answer one of these for you. Without realizing it, you guys all celebrate one particular um, day, and that is Christmas, right? Now to us, Christmas is a sacred religious day and almost worldwide <clears throat> it is a cultural phenomenon okay even when my family and extended family we all spent christmas in bali 2 years ago when you could spend christmas in bali and even though they do not celebrate christmas 
they still put Christmas on for all the Westerners. So it's pretty much worldwide recognized, okay? Now, we think that this day is chosen by the church to celebrate the birth of Jesus. What church does not celebrate and have a Christmas service? Guys, I'm going to shock you here. I'm going to blow your mind. Now, maybe I'm not because you, you might already know this. But Christmas actually started as a completely pagan celebration, nothing to do with Jesus. Did you know that? It started mostly in Europe because it was a celebration for winter solstice. What is winter solstice? Well, halfway through winter, which in European countries is December, they would start to celebrate because it's like, hey, the worst of winter is over, the worst is behind us, and we've got so much to look forward to, longer days, extended hours of sunlight. So it was like a midwinter celebration, okay? Now, in Rome, where winters were not as harsh, they still used the same time to honor Saturn, who was the god of agriculture. So for a whole month, they had celebration, food, wine. Those who were enslaved were given temporary freedom from enslavement, and they were treated as equals, and they celebrated other gods also. So traditionally, Christmas is a completely pagan festival, but In around the 4th century, the church decided to celebrate Jesus' birth as an official holiday. So Easter was already celebrated, his death and resurrection, but Christmas was not. I mean, his birthday was not. And so they decided, well, we're going to have an official birthday. Now, the Bible, of course, does not mention the date for his birth, although they do think it was not winter because the shepherds, why would they have been herding sheep in the middle of winter? But it's believed that the church adopted this winter solstice season, December, around December, so that they could, get this, adopt and absorb the already pagan festival, um, the well, particularly, I guess, the Roman one too, of honoring Saturn. And so to me, what they did was, well, not to me, what they did was they took a pagan festival and they're like, we're going to take it back. We're going to redeem it, which I'm going to talk about at the end. Now, at first they called it the Feast of Nativity, and then eventually by the 6th century, it spread to England, and they figured that if they used this same time as the celebration for winter solstice, that their Christmas celebration would be more popularly embraced. And guess what? They were right. By the Middle Ages, Christianity had mostly replaced the, the pagan tradition. Now, funnily enough, and I will not get into detail on this, but I want to do this at another time. Do you know that in the 17th century, Christmas was cancelled for a while? So that movie, The Grinch Who Stole Christmas, it's real, guys, it was cancelled. And guess what? Anyone found exhibiting the Christmas spirit was fined five shillings. We think we're in crazy times right now. That's crazy that if you were exhibited the Christmas spirit, you were fined. All right. So I thought I'd just put that out there. I just wanted to ask you that question. Is it okay? Like, how, do you celebrate other pagan festivals, secular festivals and days? And if so, why is that okay? Why is Halloween not? Um, all right. So let's talk Halloween. Let's talk the history of Halloween because a lot of people are like, I'm confused. I've heard, I hear that it's got, you know, obviously we know there's some demonic roots in there. But there's also, shock horror, there's some Christian roots, Catholic Christian roots. All right, so where did Halloween begin? Well, 
Originally, it's got Celtic origins, okay? So most scholars agree that it began about 2,000 years ago when the Celtic people in Europe celebrated the end of harvest and the start of a new year. So it was actually back then called Samhain. It's spelt, it looks like Samhain, S-A-M-H-A-I-N, but it's pronounced Samhain. Now, so really it was that celebration of the end of harvest, but people also believed that at that time of the year, the boundary between this world and the next became really thin, which enabled us to communicate with the dead more easily at this time. And they also believed that the Celtic priests or Druids could predict the future. So this is kind of where Halloween gets its haunted connotations from. And then to appease the gods, they built bonfires and made sacrifices. By the way, do you want to know where the bats came from in Halloween? It came from this. The bonfires that they built to appease the gods attracted bugs, which in turn drew the bats because the bats would eat the bugs. Hello, that's why you always see bats hanging up at Halloween. That's why. Okay, then there were some Roman origins. So the Romans conquered most of the Celtic region. So they brought their own fall festivals. Um, so what the Celtics did with this Samhain kind of turned into more of a Roman fall festival, <clears throat> which included commemorating the dead as well. Okay, now here comes the research will say the Christian influence, but I'll say the Catholic influence because we still would not line up with the Catholic influence on this. But fast forward a few centuries and several Christian popes, again, just like they redeemed Christmas, they tried to redeem this pagan holiday of Samhain with their own. So what they did is they decided that, okay, if everyone else is going to celebrate the dead, then they brought in something called All Souls Day, where they would pray for the souls of the dead and also where they would honor the saints. Now, obviously, I'm not going to call this Christian, even though the research does, because we as Christians don't believe that we can pray for the souls of the dead, and we also don't um, we don't honor people as saints. But this part of Halloween, there is some Catholic roots in there. So on November the 1st, they honored the saints, prayed for the souls of the dead, and they called it All Saints Day. Or alternatively, they sometimes would call it All Hallows Day because hallow means holy person or saint, right? Can you see where the the name Halloween is coming from? So October the 31st, which was the night before All Hallows Day, was All Hallows Eve. And that turned into All Hallows Eve, turned into the name Halloween. So there you go. It was Catholics that named Halloween Halloween. I bet you that shocked you. All right, then that kind of morphed into the English traditions where despite there was this religious focus that the Catholic popes tried to put on it, the people of old England and Ireland, they kind of didn't fully adopt the the Catholic celebration like they did Christmas. They continued to associate that time of year with the wandering dead, okay? So the old England and Ireland, they set out gifts of food to feed the peckish spirits 
Um, and then they were the ones that first started kind of dressing in scary costumes themselves in exchange for the treats. So this is where trick or treating came from because they would leave out food to feed the, the peckish wandering dead spirits. So this is all a bit evil, right? It's a bit like, eh, duh, I should have creepy Halloween music in the background. That's what I need. Do you know what I need, guys? I need a producer for my podcast that can help add music. That'd be fun. Okay, then what happened? How did it get to America? There was a lot of Irish that immigrated to America, okay, in the in the 19th century, and they brought kind of their superstitions and customs, and and they brought the celebration to America. Like Jack O' Lantern, that pumpkin thing is a is an Irish idea that came into America. So it kind of became more Americanized then when the community they decided that, well, some of these customs are a little bit scary. So we'll make it a bit less scary, a little bit safer. And that's when they brought in the Halloween parties and they started to feature more games and treats and costumes instead of the the demonic kind of witchcraft side. Um, so by the 1950s, it became a true American event and that, and trick or treating really took off as well. Okay. So let's finish off with, well, not finish off like we're halfway, but The big dividing question here is, should Christians celebrate Halloween knowing its roots? So it has, does have those kind of demonic roots in the the belief of the, you know, communicating with the other side and the dead and the wandering spirits and ghosts and that kind of thing. All right. What did you guys think? Like I said, you're, you're divided on, on your scale of how much you engage, but on my personal Instagram, 29% of you said, yes, it's okay to engage with, with, um, Halloween. And 71% of you said no on my girl next door. You're very conservative on there. 16% of you, um, only said, yes, it's okay to engage. And 84% of you said, no, it's not okay to engage. Now, some of your comments, very interesting. Your comments range from no way, it's demonic. I'm mind blown that Christians celebrate it to, yes, it's fine, but we should, we should change it and make it more spiritual, kind of like a holy ween. Has anyone used that before? Holy ween. Um, some said, well, look, our kids are seeing it at school and it's a big talking topic amongst friends. Plus it's in all the stores. So I would rather my kids learn about the supernatural stuff from me than out in the world. And then other people like, well, there were sorcerers in the Bible and God used um, astrology to tell the shepherds about the birth of Jesus. So there's all sorts of arguments here. Now, have you guys been to Kmart lately? Very interesting. When I went to Kmart a couple of weeks ago, at the door when you walked in, there were I would have to say the most scary looking Halloween decorations I've ever seen. I mean, Kmart have gone to next level of scary looking um, decorations. But in particular, on the right hand side as I walked in, there were probably about like 50, maybe more, of the same decoration. And I don't know if you guys saw this. Look it up if you haven't. They're these really small, creepy, demonic, kind of childlike size dolls. So they weren't tiny. They were about the size of a maybe two-year-old. And they were little girls all dressed in black. 
and they had a hat partly covering their face and their faces were kind of looking down to the ground. But I'm telling you, it felt evil. Like I, I was a little bit taken aback. I was like, oh, I know that sometimes you see bats and cobwebs and spiders and jack-o'-lanterns and and this was like a whole different other level. This, there was like, I would almost say an evil presence walking in the start of Kmart. Anyway, when I walked out, the girl checking the bags, I kind of laughed and I said to her, oh, lucky you looking at this all day. And she started chatting to me and she goes, Kmart has never received so many complaints from parents. And I said, really? She goes, oh yeah, parents. She goes, they're going off their nut at me. And the poor girl, it's not her fault. But she said they were going off at her. And I thought this was interesting because I don't know how many of those parents would be Christians. I'd say a lot of them would not. But even the non-Christian parents, they were saying that there is just so much evil in the world right now. Why do we have to do this? Why? There's too much darkness going on. We don't need to add to it. Now, I just kind of laughed and walked off. A couple of days later, when I went back to Kmart, all of those black dolls had actually been moved to the other side behind another shelf. So you couldn't see them upon walking in. And then yesterday when I went to Kmart, it sounds like I shop a lot at Kmart. I kind of do. Um, the dolls were gone altogether. Like it wasn't that they were sold out because, um, you know, normally they'd have one or two left. They were literally gone. Do you know what I thought was interesting? These stores do listen to us, which is good. Okay, I remember like Christmas a few years ago, they tried to take away the word Christmas tree. Big W did it. They were calling them Black Forest Tree or, you know, all sorts of names. People were up in arms, so they brought it back. So guys, we've got to fight for stuff when we when we believe that, you know, society's doing something that's wrong. Okay, now, let me just say, I think this has become a growing issue amongst Christians in Australia because the internet and social media has brought what was more of an American tradition here to Australia. Halloween has never really been that big of a deal in Australia. Some people would celebrate it, some wouldn't. It was never really celebrated in schools, by the way, Christian or public. Um, I think because there was that scary element to it, they left it to parents but if you ask someone from America, they think we're crazy. They celebrate it. Christians and non-Christians love Halloween in America. Um, so what we've got happening is a clash of cultures and a mixing of cultures where now because of the internet and everything becoming global, it's like we never used to do Black Friday sales, but now we do them. That's an American thing. And so we've got American culture mixing with Australian culture. Now, some of you would say a flat out no. It is wrong to celebrate Halloween because of the demonic roots. Um, but like I said, your opinions are varied. So let me give you some options. And you're going to see yourself in one of these options. But it might just help you to articulate why you feel the way you feel about it. All right. So the first way that we can look at it is everything in culture, we get to do one of two things. We can either contend with it or we can contextualize. What do I mean? All right, contend. Let's look at a scripture in Jude 3 because we see both. Paul does both in the New Testament. Some cultural issues he contends and fights, others he contextualizes. So let's look at contending. Jude 3 verse 3. 
It says, Dear friends, although I was very eager to write to you about the salvation we share, I felt compelled to write and urge you to contend for the faith that was once for all entrusted to God's holy people. All right, so some of us would feel like we've got to contend, we've got to fight for our faith. This is what we believe. Halloween doesn't fit in with it. We're going to fight and we're going to contend and we're going to stand up for what we believe. Or there's contextualizing. Let's look at 1 Corinthians 9, verses 19 through to 23. Though I'm free and belong to no one, I have made myself a slave to everyone to win as many as possible. To the Jews, I became like a Jew to win the Jews. To those under the law, I became like one under the law. So as to win those under the law. To those not having the law, I became like one not having the law. So as to win those not having the law to the weak, I became weak to win the weak. I have become all things to all people so that by all means I might save some. I do all this for the sake of the gospel that I may share in its blessings. So this is Paul contextualizing. He's saying it's okay to accept stuff and to become all things to all men in order that we might further the gospel. All right. So Paul promotes both contending and contextualizing, fighting or fitting in in order to see people saved. So where do we contextualize and where do we contend? And I think each of us has to come up with our own conviction on this. Where are we flexible maybe with our methods, which is the contextualizing, but inflexible with our convictions, which is our contending? In the context of Halloween, what is the right thing to do based on contend or contextualize? Do we stand against Halloween and fight for what we believe and fight for the faith that's been given to us? Or do we involve ourselves at some level in Halloween because we can somehow use it like Jesus, be in the world, not of the world, but use all possible means that we might see others saved? Now, I think we are all going to have a different conviction on this, but one thing is sure. I think there is one thing. There are two things that I think we agree on. One is, um, I think that we all agree that whichever way we go, that we want to see people come to move towards a faith in Jesus. I think if for those that are Christians, that think it is okay to celebrate. It's interesting if you just engage in it without the you know, without the kind of motive of, well, I want to be all things to all men that I can see people saved. The other thing is, I think one area we should always contend, this is one one way I will give my opinion, um, is that we should always contend and never contextualize the demonic and evil supernatural roots of Halloween. Like the glorifying of evil, I don't think there is a place for that anywhere. Acknowledging it, yes. Encouraging it, no. Celebrating it, no. So I think those demonic roots um, is just something we should always contend with. There is enough evil in this world. Um, Okay, so that's the whole contend or contextualize. But here's one more thing I want to give to you that I think will help you. There's another way that we can consider Halloween. And again, you are going to fit into one of these three. You can either receive it, reject it, or redeem it. Now, this goes not just for Halloween, but for all sorts of, sorry, all sorts of um, cultural um, issues in our world. We have to think about, are we going to receive it? I'll explain what these three mean. Receive it, reject it, redeem it. 
Let's have a look at receiving it. Receiving it would be us saying, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with celebrating Halloween. We're okay with knowing the roots. We don't think celebrating it's wrong. So we embrace it, go for it, engage completely in the culture of Halloween. Okay, so there might be people, particularly in America, probably that would fit in that basket, even Christians, where they're just like, they don't find anything wrong with it. They just think it's a bit of fun. We're going to just receive it and and engage, okay? Or we can reject it. So this is kind of the opposite, okay? Now, I think there's a sliding scale of rejection, by the way. So, you know, we don't want anything to do with it. There's nothing godly about it. Um, it's not suitable. We don't really want to acknowledge it. We don't let our kids dress up. We don't put the house lights on and give out treats. Um, we even actively teach against the demonic roots of Halloween. Um, so there's that sliding scale, that real hardcore out rejecting it, or you can reject it, but to a lesser degree. Okay. So, you know, you might not be super outspoken on it. Um, you might just be more like, look, I don't really like the roots of it. I don't really see the point of it. Not a fan of the demonic connotations, just not a part of who I am. I don't really care for it. No big deal. I just choose not to engage, but everyone else knock yourself out. All right. They're the two ends of rejecting because some people who rejected are like, no, I'm going to actively teach everyone why they shouldn't engage. Whereas other people are more like, you want to do it, knock yourself out. I'm not a fan. Okay. Or there's redeem. Okay. So reject, sorry, receive, reject, or we can redeem it. What does this mean? This is what they did back in fourth century with Christmas. This is what the Catholics tried to do with Halloween. Yes, it has demonic evil roots, but we get to redeem it. We can utilize it in a way that honors the gospel and almost take it over and use it to to glorify um, the the Bible and and God and Christianity. So um, now you again can have a sliding scale of how you redeem it. You might not redeem it in an overtly Christian way. Your way of redeeming it might just be, well, we're going to have a fun dress up party. So we're going to celebrate, but we're going to dress up. And a lot of this is what a lot of Christians do in America they redeem it in a not so Christian way. They're just like, we're going to have fun. We're going to have dress ups. We're going to go door knocking. We're going to carve pumpkins and they love it. Um, or you can redeem it by fully taking it over and putting Jesus in the center. So we have here near my house, actually, there's a festival every year that instead of um, celebrating Halloween, They've completely redeemed it and they call it Children of the Light Festival. And it's a big outreach event and it is massively attended by the community. And it's a nice way um, of celebrating Halloween. And the people that run it are full-blown Christians and all the entertainment is Christian and they've got a message of Jesus there. So it's amazing. Um, There are people that I know in America who decorate their whole house, but with Christian decorations rather than the demonic. Um, Other people give out trick or treating that has Jesus messages like on the bag of lollies or they go to Kurong and they get, you know, bookmarks and balls with, with positive God messages on them. Okay. So that's again, just like there's a sliding scale of rejecting it. There's a sliding scale of redeeming it. So, you know, people in this camp would probably say, well, hey, 
you know, God used astrology to reach the wise men. Um, But my question to that even is why? Well, God meets people where they are and he brings them to where he wants them to be. But that doesn't mean that we now engage in reading the stars, right? Um, But other people, other people would be like, well, no, this whole thing's just blatantly offensive to the cross and, you know, there's no way that we can bring any part of Halloween, you know, into the church. Does that mean all of a sudden if we put Jesus in it, it redeems it? So there's just going to be so many kind of opinions. So where do you sit? That's where I want to finish on this. Where do you sit? Where do you sit between contending and contextualizing? Where do you sit? Do you just receive it? Uh, do you reject it, but on a sliding scale? Or are you someone that that uh, you are redeeming it? But again, it could be on a sliding scale. Uh, let me finish with where I would probably sit. I would probably sit in the reject in the reject camp, but on the sliding scale, I'm not like the full blown opposed aggressive. This is demonic, and I'm going to teach everyone why. Like I don't go hardball on it. I'm more just um, I don't like the roots of it. I think there's enough evil in the world. I don't want to give my family or the people around me any opportunity to open themselves up and dabble in anything demonic. Like I just think, nope, stay away from that. But at the same time, I don't, I'm not super vocal on it. I really don't care. If you want to celebrate it, I don't care. Knock yourself out. If kids come to my door, I do put the light on and I buy treats and they're not, I don't really redeem it. There's, I don't buy Jesus treats. I just buy lollies. And I, um, but what I do do is I want to be, um, I want to be seen as uh, being kind to the community, I guess. Um, so for me, for us, it's just another day. Um, and so I'm probably on the in on the reject side, but on the more passive kind of scale, I guess. So what about you? I would love to know. Come into my DMs and chat with me and let me know where you sit on this. Do you receive it, reject it, redeem it? And what does that look like for you? I would love to know. Anyway, we're not finished with this topic because I want you to come back on Friday. And this is obviously particularly for parenting, but I think for everyone where I'm going to unpack a little, a little bit more about, well, you know, how do you kind of be in the middle of a culture and, um, you know, how do you actively outwork this in your families? And as a parent, what do you do? What do you do when your kids really want to celebrate it and you don't want to, you know, how hard should you go? There's so many questions around that. Anyway, guys, I love you all. Make sure you come back and I'll see you Friday. Bye.